<laughs> Welcome back to the juxtaposition where hearts are touched, minds are open, and souls are nourished. My name is Janet. My name is Nana. And I'm Bernice. And you already know there's somebody here. You might not hear his voice, mm-hmm. but there's somebody very special. Mm-hmm. But Nana's going to do the introduction. because Very I special. Listen, I want him to break down, you know, what he's been about all these years. But to me, Pastor Dino, this is Pastor Dino, guys. Everyone clap it up for Pastor yes. Dino. Pastor Dino has been um, our pastor at Christian Center Church for 10 years. So he probably entered Christian Center Church when I was maybe, I don't know, maybe... Yes. <laughs> yeah, hi. Yes. <laughs> when he had no hair. <laughs> and Pastor Dino was just such a blessing in our life. He came to our church at a very pivotal time mm, yeah. in our lives. Um, one kind of memory I can remember is 2007, Jordan Manners. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Jordan Manners was, so I don't know if that was year two, year three. I don't even know, but for you to come and step in into that time, mm-hmm. that time was just a time, was very needed. So, Pastor Pastor Dino, welcome. Thank you. Real joy to be here, let me tell you. Really. Yes. Yes. Can you please tell us about yourself? Tell us. There's so much to him. Yes. There's so many layers. I was saying that he's, it's like he lived three lives already. You mean, you, what do you mean by tell me about yourself? Like, mean from the beginning or just what I'm doing now? Because like, I, I... That's, that's true. That's where, a, does he, where does he yes. start? I don't know. What I don't even mean. know. Where should you start? Oh, where should no. he start, guys? Okay, I think, tell us about, because obviously you're, you're, you're a pastor. So bring us back to how you got to this place of becoming a pastor. I yes. think that's a good and place to start. And being in ministry, of and, oh, yes. Wow. yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, yes. okay. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. It's, it's, it's really a pleasure. Why don't you speak in the mic? You know? oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a, such a joy to be here with all you wonderful people and the great experiences that we've had at Christian Center uh, will always stay with me for the rest. My wife and I often talk about it, and uh, mm-hmm. and so here we are. Uh, that's that question you're asking me is kind of a it's it's a difficult one to answer because, like you said, like I, where do you begin? But. Yeah. I guess it all started uh, in the late 70s. I was just a, a young man, 18, 19 years old, and uh, just empty in my, my heart. I was just searching for, for truth, mm-hmm. even at a young age. Why am I living here? What's the purpose in my life? What am I doing here? It just wasn't happy. It wasn't fulfilled, and... and I remember somebody said to me years ago, you know, when I was in high school, you know, you know, Dino, if you don't know what to do, because I did a certain show, and they said, you know, you should go to Hollywood, you know. Mm. And I never forgot that, and I just, on a whim, in 1978, late 78, 79, I just decided to go to Hollywood. <laughs> Knew absolutely no one. So were you in Montreal, I believe? Yeah, living in Montreal. Okay. And uh, I had hardly any money. I didn't have a green card, just took off. That's how I lived my life, you know. Wow. And I ended up going there, and uh, I mean, I can't, I mean, if I'm going to talk about Hollywood, yeah. it's going to be the whole time, so I'm just going to. I'm just yeah, gonna we're cut through. That. Yeah, we're... we'll just cut through that, and well, that's where I got saved, mm-hmm. yeah. and I knew that um, this was something very meaningful, very deep, mm-hmm. and uh, I just couldn't stay in Hollywood, even though they offered me a major motion picture, a television series. I have even had a couple of commercials. Left, felt this this passion to mm-hmm. to to pursue 
Christianity, and I didn't even know what ministry was. I was so green. I didn't know any. I didn't go, I wasn't raised in the church like you. Yeah. I didn't even know what Sunday school was. <laughs> went back to Montreal, eventually went to Bible college, went into the ministry. Sorry, pause. Okay. So you had that moment where the devil was tempting Jesus. Oh, yeah. This can all be yours. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that easy to leave Hollywood, mm. you know, because when I got saved, that's when the opportunities yeah, yeah, came. Yeah. It's incredible how the enemy works and he yeah. comes as a roaring lion and mm. he, he, he attacks you uh, at your weakness and at your strengths and things go well. Look how great you are. You're marvelous. Look how wonderful. And, you, and he'll attack your pride, but then he'll also mm. attack you when you're down mm. and you're miserable and you're hurting. Look how terrible you are. Mm -hmm. But here in my case, you know, uh, I was down and out, and, but when I got saved... That's when these opportunities came to me mm -hmm. so he can keep me in right. Hollywood because I didn't know my destiny, but the enemy, you know, he knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, let me tell you, you're not dealing with, he's, you know, he's, he's not the almighty, but he's mighty yeah. and he knows a lot of things. And I didn't know my future, but he knew that I had a call in my life. I didn't know what that was. And that's when these opportunities came, mm -hmm. but I overcame that, mm -hmm. left and went back to Montreal. But there was a struggle. Yeah. Believe me, a huge struggle. Should I stay? Should I do this? This was my dream. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there was this, this, this passion, this, this compulsion that, no, and, and I had to obey that. And mm -hmm. I left and I went to Montreal, back home. And that's when wow. I went to Bible college. Wow. wow. The obedience wow. to take the call. It was difficult. Difficult Jeez. because it was a major motion picture. Yeah. I had no green card. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even, I didn't have any credits hardly. Mm -hmm. I just had an agent. And the reason why I got this film was because back in the day, you probably don't know John Travolta. He was. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah well, okay. Well, he was very popular. <laughs> yeah. And that look was big. In that Hollywood. was the look. And yeah. that's, I'm not, I'm part Italian Greek. Mm. So that's what got me the role. Mm. But it just came out of nowhere. Mm. And so, uh, but there was a battle because I gave up so much to go there. And now to leave? Right. What? To what? Right. To, to do, and I didn't know what Why I was going back to Montreal right. for. Right. So it was a serious battle. But yeah. God prevailed. Huh? Yeah. So what was your first opportunity to get that pastor role or to be in that mm. position? To be a pastor? Yeah. Well, as I said, when I went back to Montreal, uh, my pastor at the time, Pastor Johnson, said to me, Dina, you're called of God. You need to go to college, Bible college. I didn't mm -hmm. even know what that was. I didn't go to Bible college. And after three years, uh, well, actually, while I was in Bible college, I was asked to intern in Prince Edward Island. So my first okay. pastoral position was in 1982 in Prince Edward Island, in a wow. small place called uh, Montague. Mm -hmm. Pastored there for the summer, went back to Bible college, graduated in 1984. And that's when I ended up in Montreal with, with Ken Bombay at Trinity Pentecostal Church, mm -hmm. my first church, mm -hmm. in 1984-85. And how big was that church at that time? It was a big time? church. Back yeah. there was five, about 500 people. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, on staff there as like an assistant, you know. Mm -hmm. But then from there, I went into evangelism as well. Mm -hmm. So that was my first church. Mm -hmm. where, and then my pastor then recognized the evangelistic call in my life. And it was from there that I went into evangelism. And then eventually back to pastor. Yeah. But that's mm -hmm. when I started ministry full time was in 1985, 84-85. Wow. So that's 40 plus years of ministry of wisdom of growth. And so just speaking about your starting off in 1984 and 
pastoring that church, you've definitely seen cultural changes. And so <laughs> the amount of change Different that you've waves. seen yeah. of how the church is adapting and growing and shifting. And so basically this episode is going to be talking about that and kind of getting your perspective of what your your thoughts on in terms of the church and how it's shifting um, and how um, it's changing based on how culture is also changing too, right? And so um, we're going to have this question that I'm going to ask you yeah, here. The church um, is wild. Right? Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot. And there's a lot going on. And especially growing up as young people right now, we're, yeah. we're, there's, a, there's a struggle. There's a struggle and, and it's tough because you're trying to find a church that fits. It's like trying to find a church that fits your personality. That's what a lot of people are mm-hmm. trying to say. Like it doesn't, that church doesn't, it doesn't work for me because they don't have the, the lights or Hieroglyphics the, the, and, the sound sounds off or the yeah. singers are not good or but people are still yearning for God, but it's like, yes. how, like where right. do they go right. for it? Right. That meets their both God and their own desires. And it's like, we can't have that both match. It's like, mm. right. And so the question that I have here is how can churches balance the tension between maintaining tradition and adapting to cultural shifts? Because that is a tension that we deal with on a daily basis. And some of us may not actually not even know that, but I do unconsciously. Yeah, unconsciously yeah. you know you're even, battling yeah, that. Right. right and so right, what's your thoughts on that in terms of the shift yeah. that the church is going through? Well it's interesting you're asking me this question because uh, I, of course I, I've retired just recently and this has been a subject that I've dealt with very strongly the last two years of my ministry at Logos. Mm. I would preach at least touch on that uh, once a month and in many cases, I would just preach strictly on the signs of our times mm. and what the signs of our times are. Now, let me just say, when I started ministry, if you didn't preach with a jacket and a tie, you were a sinner. <laughs> right. okay? So wow. let me tell you, things have changed. Uh, when I was pastoring back in the day, in the, you know, in the, in the 80s, early, mid-80s, you know, prayer meetings were standard. There was a Sunday night service. Mm. You know, people didn't come to church late. It was a hunger. Yeah. You know, the Sunday night service was the service. So mm. things have changed. Yeah. And uh, what we call sin mm. back in the day, uh, we don't even think is remotely close to that. And they, yeah. th- they call that, you know, that's not sin. That We're just making mistakes. Right. So mm. things have changed on every level. Uh, in in how we do church, mm-hmm. I preached a message on you know you know uh, years ago, you know uh, you know how how do we do church? How has church changed today? Mm-hmm. You know, and church has changed primarily because a lot of leaders are trying to adapt to try to get our culture, our society attracted mm-hmm. to the gospel. So the the, the question is, how can I Preach the gospel, be, you know, be true to the word of God, yet not be so rigid and not to turn off people and how to make it attractive to the, to the world so we can gain them for Christ. Mm-hmm. And it sounds great because the Bible does say we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Paul said in, in Corinthians, I became a Jew to gain the Jew, mm-hmm. a Greek to gain the Greek. Right. Jesus hung out with prostitutes. And he hung out with tax collectors. In fact, he was he was accused of, of doing that. So what kind of prophet are you? Don't you know who you're hanging? And of course, Jesus was doing that to win them. Mm-hmm. However, however, here's the issue. He never did what they did. Mm-hmm. He wasn't attracted to their lifestyle. Ooh. He didn't want to 
hang around them and say, you know, well, I'm, you know, and be spiritual about it when inside of them, he's kind of attracted to that because he couldn't let some of his past go. So let me, let, let, let me see if I can, you know, and try to spiritualize things and eventually end up doing the things that they do and cover it up by, by, by sounding spiritual and sounding all, you know, gospel-like. And, and tell you, I see a lot of that today. Yeah, you got me Pastor with saying Dino. no. They couldn't let their past go. I was like, "Woo, Pastor yes, Dino, we, yeah. we just started." <laughs> Blow them out of yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, be, but it's I'm going so to get key. hot under the collar. <laughs> I'm already starting, so you know, I might take off my. But I'll, I'll tell you, this is, I said, a very important subject to me because I've seen a lot of ministers fall. Mm. I've seen a lot of churches God. fall, mm. and this is actually a prophecy. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, that before the coming of the Lord, we're going to see a great falling away. Mm. you got to understand, the Bible says also in the last days, perilous times will come. And what are the signs of these perilous times? The hearts of men will get colder mm -hmm. and colder. And people will have an appearance of being alive but are dead. Mm -hmm. Having a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. So in other words, you look godly, you look spiritual, but it's just a veneer. Mm. It's a covering and that's what we see a lot today. In fact, the biggest churches and those that seem to be the most fruitful in the, are the ones that have the biggest veneer. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know it because it's so deceptive. Mm -hmm. You see, the issue is when you look at salt and sugar, sugar good. looks exactly like salt mm -hmm. at a distance mm -hmm. until you taste it. Mm -hmm. And so we see a lot of sugar looking like salt today. A lot. I mean, we just seen it, yeah. what was it, a couple months ago with Carl Lentz. What is his church called again? Oh, yeah. No, Hillsong. Uh, Hillsongs. That Hillsong was years church. ago. That's just one, and yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. and it, it just watching that, it, it was so heartbreaking because you can see where they first started, and their intentions was pure. Mm -hmm. And then they get the fame. And everything exactly. just starts coming at mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. And then their character doesn't, you know, outlast whatever they're trying to do. And it's just sad that things like that happen. Which is, and it's, we see it with so many other pastors. And it's, I don't, where do we even start for, for that to not happen? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Well, look, we have to look at. Why, first of all, leaders are, are, are the ones that are guilty. Mm -hmm. The leaders, are, they're going to be judged the most. Mm -hmm. Now, not all leaders are corrupt. But the problem is, when you become successful, and that's a word that we need to discuss maybe later, mm -hmm. because of the humanity of all leaders, because we're human, if we're not careful, it will get to Remember I said earlier, the devil attacks you in right. two areas yeah. when you're at your lowest and at your highest? Mm -hmm. You know how many pastors get attacked when it comes, when they get blessed, right. God promotes mm -hmm. them, their churches grow, mm -hmm. they start, oh, they start thinking they're the cat's meow all of mm -hmm. a sudden, you know? <laughs> and if they're not careful, it gets to their head yeah. and they start doing things in the energy of the flesh. They start becoming man pleasers mm -hmm. rather than God pleasers. Mm -hmm. They start being, instead of being God chasers, they become man chasers. Mm -hmm. And it's at that point where they start falling. falling. And yeah. it's very subtle because they don't see it. Right, yeah, right. And I see a lot of that today. Mm. And it's it's happening, like, like in an epidemic portion. Mm, yeah. Because I'm since I'm in these circles, right. so I know. Right. right. It's this, one the biggest church in Canada mm. has just had that experience with their pastor. Right. Mm. 
you know, dressed up like the world, long right. hair, you know, jewelry everywhere, tattoos, mm. torn jeans, right. you know, you know, and look, you know, I got to reach them. I got to be like them. And that's, look, if that, you want to dress like that, that's, that's your, I, that, that's, not, yeah. that's your, that's, that's fine with you. Yeah. I got mm. But then you see what happens is you're, 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 you're trying to, you know, connect with these people and you're talking you're talking about everything else being so religious mm -hmm. and so any kind of tradition is religious any kind of a well, wait a minute holiness no no that's that, that, that that's legalism mm -hmm. so so to fight against legalism and to fight against holiness we don't even call sin sin anymore we're right. calling it mistakes mm -hmm. We don't take responsibility for what is wrong, and so we're justifying everything. We don't want to offend anybody, right. but we have no problem offending God, mm. you know. So, but we don't want to offend men, mm -hmm. and so by doing that, having that mindset, you're letting everything in. Then what happens? No more conviction, mm -hmm. and if you got no more conviction, you got no holiness. You got no holiness. You're not pleasing God, right. and then everything goes because right. mm -hmm. you don't have that discernment anymore, and you can't discern between right or wrong, mm -hmm. and that's been prophesied because mm -hmm. I. Isaiah said there's going to be a day where you're going to call what is right wrong and what, what is wrong right. right. And that's the day we're living in today. People yeah. don't even know what's right or wrong anymore. They don't. Look, the problem today is not sin. Mm -hmm. The problem today is a lack of conviction. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. It is so true, Pastor Dito. It is true. Because people, as you said, it. they say this is a mistake. No, no, no. Give them grace. It's this throwing out of grace, 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 and not getting that conviction of, oh my goodness, I'm offending the person that created me. Right. And so I love how you touched on that because there is um, recently the Catholic church, just the Pope said that he is allowing priests or whoever it is to bless those who are of same sex marriage, not marry them, but to bless them. And so a lot of people are like, oh, that's for the world. It looks great, right? For the world, it looks great. And it sounds great. It's like, yes, now I can also jump on the hop, the wave of Go for Jesus, the yeah. Jesus that because He allows me in. Now so He allows a door me for in. me too. But that conviction is no longer there, so you can go ahead and do what you want, live the life that you please, and think in your mind that you're 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 also serving a God that the God of the Bible. That's right. It's a deception. Mm. Today, wokeism and woke in the church. Mm. Look, the church has never been mm. in the state it is in today. Mm. There's been a study in Arizona, University of Arizona. 56% of Christians in the church believe there's no absolute truth, hmm. which means there's no, it, it, it's what your truth it. is. Yeah. That's wokeism. Oh, you think you're a cat? Oh, you identify as a cat? No problem. Hmm. You're hmm. a cat. Hmm. Gender? What's happened to gender today? You couldn't talk about this 20 years ago. They think yeah. you're out of your yeah. mind. Yeah. Now true. the church is, so they, they're trying to, con okay, look, look, relax. We want to reach them. Let's just try to identify mm. a little bit with them. And mm. we lose that edge. We're mm. losing our conviction. What did Jesus say about salt? If salt loses its savior, it's, it's potent, yeah. then it's, mm. it's, it's lost everything. Yeah. Today, there's no salt in the church anymore. It's mm. sugar. Ooh, ooh. And so, What's happened today? Wokeism has come into the church. Hmm. Wokeism. Wokeism is a, a tolerance. You know, we want to be tolerant. We want to be loving. We want to hmm. be compassionate, Pastor Dino. You don't want to judge these people. They need Jesus too. And so, it, look, it's okay. So we try, what are we trying to do? We're going to try to adapt so we can gain them. And so what do we do? We don't preach the word. 
We don't call homosexuality sin mm -hmm. because we don't want to offend them. We don't deal with abortion anymore. Mm -hmm. we call, you know what? It, it, we'll, 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 we'll try to use everything we can to make it sound like it's, it's acceptable mm -hmm. and we don't call it what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Why? We don't want to offend people. Mm -hmm. And so now in some of our churches, and Pentecostal church, there's a church in Atlanta, Church of God in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You can Google this, you can check it, your viewers, you can check it up for yourself. One of the biggest churches. Mm. They're in a community where there's a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the men are in jail and prison uh, in that community. And the pastor had an idea. He said, you know, a lot of them are on drugs. There's a, a big weed problem. I know it's hard drugs, but in this mm -hmm. case, there's a lot of weed. Right. So he said, we're going to reach out to these men. And now in this church, he's allowing men to come and smoke weed in this church. And he's trying to gain these men by smoking. This is a, I know it's, this is a fact I'm giving you. And I have the name of the pastor, and it slipped my mind because I preached on it a while ago. Mm -hmm. but, but if anybody, I, I, I don't like to drop names, but mm -hmm. I've got the name and I've mm -hmm. got the church. If anybody wants to know, I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening in a lot of places. Look what's happening today. Progressive, there's a term called progressive Christianity. Mm -hmm. I don't know if your viewers ever heard it. This is one of the biggest killers of Christendom today. Mm -hmm. What is progressive Christianity? Well, you know what? We got to move with the times we're living in. Progressive Christianity believes that God has given a special revelation in the time we live in. It's called Gnosticism, really. Gnosticism is a Greek word, gnosis, which means a special revelation. Mm -hmm. Paul had to deal with Gnostics. You've heard of Gnostics? Mm -hmm. or not? Well, they believe they got a certain revelation, a certain understanding that you don't have. It's a, and so there's a Christian organization called Progressive. They believe they're, they've got a special revelation from God. First of all, they don't believe the Bible isn't completely inspired. Right away, you know, it's anybody that, yeah. who tells you the word of God is not. And so they pick and choose what they want to use. Mm, right. And so they don't even believe that Paul, which was I was dealing with some of these people. They'll tell me, no, no, that's not inspired. How do you know the Bible's inspired? And so they listen to the certain men, these so-called prophets. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are gay. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy named Roberts, I'll be on, Robinson, whatever his name is, Roberts or Robinson. You know, Brendan Robinson or Roberts. He has the audacity, and this is what people are gravitating towards. He has the audacity to say this. Are you you got to hold on to your hats. <laughs> or your mics. <laughs> he says, this is what's happening today. When Jesus called Lazarus to get out of the grave, he says, Lazarus, come forth. What he was really saying oh, is, not to come out of the grave, come out of, your, you know, out of death, said to come out of the closet oh no so, come out of the closet in other words wow. he was gay and he's supposed to come out of the closet hmm. not wow. out of the grave not out of death i mean i've never no there's but never been even a remote yeah, commentary yeah no and you see a lot of these things happening today and people are, are gravitating yeah. wokeism yeah and you have Feminism in the church, okay, mm -hmm. where, where now we have, you know, so many, now, 
you know, female pastors, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm against female, mm -hmm. but there's so many, and it's, it's, it's evolving into now Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is in the United Church. Mm -hmm. Jesus is crucified, and what you see Jesus, I'm over, I, 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 I can't even say it. Mm -hmm. He's a woman on the cross with breasts. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's crazy. This, brother, this is what's going on today. That's actually crazy. I'm telling you now. Wow. This is the, I'm not, I'm not, this is not I'm in these circles. I, yeah, I, I study this. I'm, 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 I deal with this mm -hmm. every day. But you see, that might be extreme, mm -hmm. but the reality of it, of it is this. The church now has opened the doors today to any kind of liberal thinking, all in the name of, let's be tolerant. Yeah. We're trying to reach out. Mm. Let's not be too harsh. Mm. When Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, mm -hmm. you got to pick up your cross and follow me. You want to be my disciple? You got to eat in my body and drink my blood. You don't hear that preaching today. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You don't hear about repentance of sin. Mm. You don't want to talk about the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's too offensive. It's too much. Yeah. So how would you think that we can navigate this, but with unity in it? Unity and respect in the culture that we're living mm -hmm. in today. Yeah. We want to address these conversations, the, yeah, we want to speak right? the truth, but we want to still do it in Christ. Yeah, because right? how would how would people so. like hearing this truth now? Like, how can we navigate that? Because it, it, it's even it, as millennials, it, like I'm, ourselves, I'm right? even how like, do how do, do I do that? Because I get into that position of like, oh, I don't want to offend you. Like, I want to speak I the truth, but I don't want to offend you. So how do you, how, where do you start? Especially in the workplace. Well, like everything else, what does the Bible say? Mm -hmm. And what did Jesus say? Mm. If any man is offended in me, he said, he said that you're not even, he mentions about offense, about not even, if he loveth mother or father or brother or yeah. sister more yeah. than me is not yeah. worthy. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we're more worried about offending people hmm. yeah. than we are of sticking to the word, you see, you can be, you can stick to the word and be firm and still be loving. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line, my dear sisters and brothers, mm -hmm. if you're going to stand for Jesus and you're going to be firm in convictions, you're going to have enemies and you're going to offend people no matter what you do. Because mm -hmm. the gospel is not yeah. inclusive. Yeah. It's yeah. exclusive. Yeah. People don't want to hear about yeah. the truth. There's mm -hmm. many truths. They don't want to hear about Oprah Winfrey, who claims to be a Christian, mm -hmm. says, quote, there are many ways to God. Mm -hmm. Well, Oprahism is what the world loves. Mm -hmm. We love Oprah because Oprah, she's Everybody. open to yeah. all these Everything. wonderful things. Yeah. Fluffy ideas. of. I guarantee you, Oprah said there's only one way to God. She wouldn't be as well. would be cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's the problem mm -hmm. with the gospel for people is that the gospel is too it's, it's exclusive mm, yeah. and we're living in a world where people don't like hearing about the truth if it's a truth I can deal mm -hmm. why is Jesus mm. so hated mm -hmm. because he claims to be the truth right. mm -hmm. Muhammad says I don't really know the way Buddha said that either mm -hmm. 
They all claim, Christians, they never claim to be the way. Only Jesus claimed to be the way. Mm -hmm. That's why Christianity is so hated. Because the devil is out to destroy. Why, mm -hmm. why is it that people aren't so why about, offended with Muhammad or Krishna mm -hmm. or Buddha? Why is it that they hate Jesus so much? Mm -hmm. That's so true because why? I, I, I took that in as well. It's like Christians are always the ones that are being picked on. You can't say anything about the Jews. You can't say anything about Muslims. If you do, you get canceled. And I'm game. like, why are we always getting played with like right? this? If you can say anything, you can make a Jesus joke. You could do oh, yeah. a movie on Jesus that's totally false. Pastor Dino, we've... Oh, there are some Pastor movies Dino. that are heart-wrenching. You watched The Book of Clarence? No. Oh, my Have you heard about it? I no. Was... <laughs> and it's good that you haven't heard about I, maybe it. Maybe I, I, I it don't know. It is... Now. Crazy. I've seen enough crazy though. I can name the other movies that are crazy. We're under Craziness. attack. And, and you see, I'm going to tell you something. The bottom line is this pastors overall have fallen here in this area. Mm. And they have fallen in the area of am I willing to take a stand mm. or am I mm. trying to? gain crowds right. and make Christianity accept. See, I, a long time ago, made a resolve. I said, mm -hmm. if I'm going to preach, I've got to preach the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're preaching the truth, mm -hmm. you're going to be hated. Mm -hmm. Truth sounds like hate when you hate the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. Truth sounds like hate when you hate the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be called a hater, mm -hmm. a misogynist. Yeah. You're going to be called homophobic mm -hmm. because they hate. You but if you and if you're not, it's because you're not preaching the truth. Right. So you got a dilemma, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Minister, Mr. Christian, Miss mm -hmm. Christian. You want to follow Jesus? Don't expect to be loved by the world. I think that's a that's a and that's the problem. Yes. We want to be loved. Love. Yes. We want to be accepted. Yes, where you're yes. not going to be accepted if you're a true mm. believer. Mm. Bottom line, point final, like we say in French. <laughs> you know, some people think they can't make the certain type of money that they want to make because they're the Christian. And stuff or live. Like that. It's just living the lifestyle that they they have in their mindset. So if if you have to go against the green, it's like I'm now going to be excluded, and I'm never going to make it in life, and I'm going to be here forever. And so I think for me, I where I'm thinking of where people have this dilemma is the fear of not getting to the place that they thought that they want to get to. So if you're, for example, in school and you're taking a course and you're in a, and you're trying to get to the doctor, but there's certain things that you have to do to get to that level, they rather get do those things than rather be true to how the process is, exactly. right? They're ready to skip steps because there's the fear of I'm not going to get to that place if I don't, do, be these, if I don't do these things. Well, the world's mm -hmm. philosophy is, you know, uh, that that as long as I can get there, I can get there. It doesn't matter how you get there, right. as long yeah. as I get there. So the end justify the means or the means justify the mm -hmm. end. So, so it doesn't matter because there's no conscience. Right. Let right. me get there. And that's all that matters. And so in the church, mm -hmm. you got a, leaders that want the church to grow. Mm -hmm. They want to be palatable and acceptable. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to compromise. Mm -hmm. And that's the choice. Mm -hmm. But if you do, that's the beginning of your downfall. Mm -hmm. All these big mega... Why is it scandals always all follow time. every single every time? Church. Because there's no more conviction and they're mm -hmm. man-pleasers. And if you're a man, you're going to fall. So this mm -hmm. is my question. 
when it comes to mega churches, do you believe there should be mega churches or should it be smaller churches? Because I feel like mega churches shouldn't even exist. Mm-hmm. It should Dang. be like it should be like once it starts big. to grow, you start to break off and you and you, yeah. you build more churches, right? Mm-hmm. And rather than it being ten thousand people in one building, I. That's another. That's a. That's a another subject matter. You know, as far as uh, churches and when they get to a certain size, I agree because. How do you pastor 10,000 people? It, you know, so it's hard. Yeah. Mo, you see, the problem... <sighs> leaders are human beings, mm-hmm. and they want to see their churches grow. Yes. They want to see support and money coming in. And, you know, like every average person. Right, right. That's true. The problem is the gospel has never been meant for that. The mm. gospel co- goes against this philosophy, which is the world's philosophy. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that this very subtly is coming to the church. That's why I believe we can handle poverty a lot better than we can handle prosperity. Hmm. Now, I know where we get all the names. <laughs> let me hold on a second. Let, let me explain that. Yeah. The reason why I believe we can handle poverty better than prosperity is because prosperity, if you're not careful, can pollute your mind. Mm-hmm. How do you think King Uzziah died? How do you think King Asa died in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 with King Asa and 2 Chronicles chapter 26 with King Uzziah? The Bible says when God gave King Uzziah, 2 Chronicles 26, fame, he spread... He had the ability to do all these great exploits. And God was blessing him. People were coming from all over. They had new inventions were making. But Israel was known, Judah, throughout the land. God prospered the nation. Then we come to verse 15 of chapter 26. And he was marvelously helped till he became strong. Hmm. What does that mean? God was blessing him. When he was with his humility mm-hmm. and when he was humble, mm-hmm. the minute he thought, hey, oh, wait a minute, yeah. look what I did. Mm-hmm. Look, people are coming. Look at my, I got, oh, look, look how big my church is. Look at all these so, oh. God took off his hand. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, he went. Mm-hmm. And then he got so arrogant, he thought he can do the priest's job. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting leprosy and he died a leper. King Asa now, the same thing. The Bible says when he relied on God, God strengthened him and prospered him. Mm. One day, the enemies from Syria came against him. Mm. What did he do? Instead of doing what he did originally when God was blessing him, the Bible says he sought God and pursued God. He didn't do that anymore. He went and pursued the strength of Syria, um, of Aram, I believe, I forget the name of the nation, to help him against his enemies. Mm. And he went to man for help. Mm. He lost his focus. Mm. He no longer relied on God. Yeah. And he asked man, and then the Bible says that God sent a prophet. He says, what happened to you, Esau? Because you no longer trusted in God and you trusted in man, mm. God will, will, you know, you, 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 will, you will reap your, what you've done. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, 
uh, having a disease, mm. he, 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 and he ended up dying because he no longer focused on God yeah. because his prosperity. He was blessed. A people came from all mm. over the nation mm. To, mm. To, to, to Israel. People were getting, we'll use a new text, people right. were getting saved, they were getting healed. Mm. Revival broke out. Mm. Read it for yourselves. I challenge your listeners. Second mm. Chronicles 16, read it. Second Chronicles 26, read it. Revival broke out when they were depending on God. The minute they started getting man-oriented, looking mm. to... Felt. And that's mm. what's happening to the church. We've become man-oriented right. rather than God-oriented. And, and we're allowing things we wouldn't even think of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> He's preaching. There's no He's way. retired. He has to come back. There's no yeah, way. This yeah, is not, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, not yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah. No, and the truth needs, like to the be, Bible yes. says, the truth will set you free. So, mm -hmm. let, let me say something. One more thing. People, have, I've talked to people, you know, but, but, but aren't you worried that people are going to be offended with your preaching and mm -hmm. people are going to... Well, they were offended with Jesus, were they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they remember when Jesus said, eat my blood, drink my, eat my, drink yeah. my blood? They, many left. Mm -hmm. He was... Listen, if I'm going to be concerned about people and, and so I'm going to compromise the gospel, then I'm not a true minister. Mm -hmm. But let me say this. There are those that will be offended with you and they want to leave and get away. Mm -hmm. I have never pastored a church mm -hmm. uh, where people didn't come. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never pastored a small church. Mm -hmm. Not that I, I, I'm not making a point. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is people kept coming. They yeah. Come. Yeah. Because you might lose because people don't want to hear, like you said, right. I, a mm -hmm. church that fits me and fits mm -hmm. That person saying, I want a church that fits mm -hmm. me. That person should be saying, I want a church where, where, where I can grow and be strong. Mm -hmm. We made the church a marketplace today. Come and see my church. Mm -hmm. I want you to come. Look at the lights. Look mm -hmm. at my gym. Look at my cafeteria. <laughs> Look at... I want to go to a church where people are saying, come to my church. You got the word of God being preached. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost is moving. Mm -hmm. We got tremendous prayer meetings. Mm -hmm. People are getting saved and healed. Mm -hmm. I don't hear that today, but I hear, come to my church. We got a big this. The pews are nice. The, the theater seats, the yeah. food we eat, yeah. the lights, are, the music, the fog machines in our, what? It's a studio. It's a theater projection. What? It's a show. We got a, we got a studio for that. a show. Never pastored a church hmm. where people didn't come. Yeah. And they came because they want truth. That's, yeah. that's it. So, Mr. Pastor, if you're scared to lose people, just preach the truth. Mm-hmm. God's one who gives increase, not you. Come on. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I've never worried about that. And that's the beautiful thing. Sheesh. I think when you put your, your trust in the Lord, he's going to bring the people that need to come into that building to get right. saved. Right. It's not our job to get them saved, you right? It. It's just to speak the truth. Speak and then the, the truth. Holy Spirit will do Amen. the rest of the work. And it's, it's kind of sad, like, seeing people come to church and be like, uh, I don't really like it because the music is not as far. Or, or, or the preaching didn't touch yeah, me. Didn't this touch this. Me. It's like, oh, do you know how much, so much benefits are in this church? The community, the mentorship, like yeah. so many different things. But it, it's sad because some people are not raised in the church. So they're starting from ground zero mm -hmm. and they're seeing all these things on social media. And they're like, oh, it needs to look like this. My pastor needs to be wearing Jordan 3s. My pastor needs to be doing this. <laughs> these are... And it's like, no, sometimes it looks like this. Or I was going to say this too. Do you think a lot of it comes from the American churches? That's where a lot of people get the idea of yeah. what church is. No because it is, 
I don't even, I barely see, Can- I don't even know what Canadian churches look I like. I don't either. It's, it's foreign. I see American churches. And yeah. so my perspective can get diluted yeah. and warded because I'm looking at them like, oh, so that's church. Yeah. That's what's supposed to look yeah. like. That's how the pe- the pastor's supposed to be singing and preaching and doing all of this stuff. Everything. And, and making music and selling music mm. and, and, making and, books. and making books and doing Everything. all of these things. And yeah. so when you go to a church and you don't get that here, you're just like, okay, well, clearly this? that's lost. That's, you feel lost. They have and carpet so, floors. Uh, yeah so i feel like the american church has really yeah it's quite sad because you obviously you've come from you you've been in that space where Mm -hmm. you know how dangerous it can be and so i my question here is i know we talked about like the danger of it so what are we supposed to do as believers what what should we be doing to preach the gospel how should we go about it because a lot of times we don't have the steps we're just like i don't know how to do this what so yeah. what do you do how do you prepare yourself to go out there and and speak the truth and as a um, pastor or just as a as a as just, just a, a, as a regular yeah, Christian, just a person because it is like it's difficult yeah. now, remember i i touched on it very briefly mm-hmm. when i became a christian in 79 1979 mm-hmm. i didn't go to church I, I I wasn't raised in church. Mm-hmm. Somebody witnessed to me on the streets coming home from an interview, gave me a Bible, and I just started reading it. And as I read the Bible, I realized some things, and my life started changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, things evolved spiritually. But here's my point. See, the problem with today is Christians, for the most part, do not know the Word of God. Yeah. Amos tells us, I believe third chapter, that in the last days there's going to be a famine, mm-hmm. not of oil or bread or wine, but of the word of God. Mm-hmm. Do you know how ignorant we are? We think the word of God, oh, is just like, you know, for special occasions. Yeah. Listen, the word of God is not cake for special occasion. Mm-hmm. It's bread for daily use. Mm-hmm. And if you don't look at the word of God as sustenance, mm. then you're going to be easily deceived mm. because, because Jesus mentions this. There are going to be false prophets. Even the elect can be deceived if it wasn't yeah. for the grace of So if you don't know the word of God, oh, that yeah. looks good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and why do you think cults are formed? Right. How do you think all these big mega... Yeah. They don't see, so you can go to it and it sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even a dead clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So so it might sound good, but if you don't know the word of God, mm. you're going to get sucked into that sound good and that mm. feel good gospel, which is what we live today. Today, yeah, it's a feel good gospel. Yeah. That's what sells. Yep. Oh, you, you said it, Brittany. Oh, it doesn't suit my, my, you know what's yeah, my? It's Me, mine. myself, and mm. I, the, the unholy trinity, hmm. the national <laughs> anthem of hell. <laughs> Doing it my way, you know. It's true. So, so we're in this hot tub Christianity. It's mm-hmm. got to feel good, nice music. Whoa. Listen, if the church has got no conviction in mm-hmm. that house, get out of there. Right, right. I don't want to go, because if there's no conviction, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. It's just feel good. Which are the fastest growing churches? The feel good churches. You're wonderful. Mm. God blesses you. Mm-hmm. You are the head, not the tail. Ooh. God wants to give you everything you want. We make turn God into some cosmic bellhop, some cosmic Santa Claus. You know, yeah, give me, and that's the gospel today. Mm. That's not the gospel. The reading point is so important. It is. It's such a great reminder because we have witnessed like people come into spaces where they're trying to throw you off your game 
where they're coming at, like, oh, so you believe in God? Like, a non-believer coming to a Christian, and the Christian's frazzled because the Christian doesn't know their word. Yeah. And I think this generation, we have forgot to read. We don't love to read. We want to just see it through our phones. Not even, we want to listen, from, but the, the person who we're listening to is not even teaching us the direct truth. They're teaching us the feel-good So. Yeah. We're not going to go back to the Bible and fact check. We don't need a fact checked anything. Yeah. We, no. What he said, I believe. Yeah. And so I'll mm-hmm. continue with what it is. No yeah. fact checking no at all. Checking. We don't read anything twice. We, we, once we see it, we're like, yeah, this is great. When I went to Christian Center, yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, we had used to having a lot of banquets and mm-hmm. entertainment. And I, I, I was never keen on that. Mm-hmm. I just focused on the word. And they would come to me, people, and they would say to me, Pastor, you know, we've, we're so happy that, you know, the word, the word. And at the end of the day when I left mm-hmm. Christian Center, you know what they said to me? All The majority of the people, they were just so grateful mm-hmm. that I preached the word. The word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't grateful that, you know, I had all these wonderful speakers come mm-hmm. in or these great big... Uh, banquets and and you know all these wonderful fun and games and all the they never said that what I'm trying to say is to you is if you stick to the word of God you you might make enemies Mm. but those you gain will love you forever Mm. yeah 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 why do you think I'm here now Mm. why why are you it, was it because I, I made such a I had such great parties at Christian? I, I had the biggest banquets, or I made all kind of I, cha- I changed the church. I put on some right. some new. Uh, I painted the church a nice color. No, because yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah. I stuck to the word, yeah. and we grew. Mm-hmm. We grew. I had people say, "I've never, you know, I, it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. That's the key to everything." Mm-hmm. And 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 and. A prayer, but it's the word of God that brings life. Yeah. The word of God is truth. Yeah. But if it's not, if the pastor doesn't believe it, how do you expect the church right. to believe That's it? True. If the pastor doesn't preach it, how do you expect the church to preach it? Mm-hmm. So this is the problem because leadership is waning. Mm-hmm. The church is waning. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the that's, that's part true. of the problem. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And you're speaking facts. That's just the. It's truth. It's just speaking. It's truth. truth. And so, I, this, this 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 can go on for Damn. hours. Damn. Pastor, you, can, you have to come back. We, no, you have to. There's yeah. no way you can just end like this. Oh, you cool. have to come back because. It's nice. It's a it's a joy. I I, I love you guys. I really Thank do. You. We, we appreciate you, you coming here and and speaking the truth. And you you shook me, Pastor Dino. Yeah. You did with truth and. I'm gonna go read Second Chronicles, right? Sixteen and Second Chronicles twenty six. See what happened yeah. to them. Because yeah, it is so that. key. Um, any last words that you want to share with the listeners who are here, who, who are who are non-believers, who who believe, who are lukewarm, who are struggling to speak the truth? Right. Something that you can leave with them that will encourage, okay. convict, whatever the case is, whatever the Holy Spirit places on your heart. Oh, thank you. Well, I believe that Jesus came to this world for a reason. Mm-hmm. He didn't come as a good prophet, a nice teacher. That the others. Buddha and Krishna were good teachers, if you will. Jesus didn't come to teach a truth or a new truth. He, he came to make dead men live. Hmm. That's what set him apart from them all. And his truth is what sets people free. 
And there's too many people trying to, to, to take this truth and dilute it mm -hmm. to win people, to gain people, to make the gospel appetizing. The gospel is not meant to be appetizing. And today we are, we are seeing a falling away from truth. I, I want to encourage, read the Bible, study it. It's not a book, it's the book. Mm. It's the inspired word of God. And we need to know the word of God. And the reason why people are falling away is because they don't know the word of God. And today you have other religions coming in. You see the Muslim peoples, God bless them, if you will. I mean, they're reaching people. And a lot of the Christians that are falling away, they're falling away because they don't know what their Bible is saying. And they're easily persuaded. Not just these groups, uh, cults. Mm. Cults, even within Christian circles, are persuading people to leave their, 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 their traditional faith because they don't know the word of God. I want to encourage you. Study the word. Pray. Ask God to open your eyes. Let him reveal his truth to you. Use the word. And, and don't look for other things. A special revelation somewhere. that will look. Stick to the word. It's there for a reason. He loves you and he wants you to come drink. He says, if any man thirst, let him come and drink of the waters. If you're not thirsty, you won't come to the waters. But you're thirsty for other things. Mm. And that's why you're getting in trouble. Come to God. Let him show you. Let him guide you. Let him embrace you. He does care. Just come. And that Damn. is a wrap <laughs> for today. It is. Man. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. Yes. Can you end off can you end us off in a prayer? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this wonderful time together. Our my my brothers, my sisters, those who are watching, listening. Father, we've mentioned and your word says that no man comes to the Father unless the Spirit, that you are the one that gives increase. Father, I pray that you would just open our hearts and our eyes. As you open the eyes of Lydia in Acts 16 that she believed. Open our eyes today, Lord. Our viewers. Maybe some people are grappling. They're, they're in the valley of indecision. They don't know where they're going. Father, give them that direction. Let them see through, through your eyes, Lord, the truth that sets men free. Not a truth. Not someone else's truth. Your truth, Lord. And I pray you would draw us closer to you, Holy Spirit. We ask you to come, open our hearts, draw us, lead us. You said as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Lead us, Lord. Lead us into greater understanding of who you are. I commit this broadcast to you, my brothers, my sisters, to you. Be magnified, be glorified. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, why don't you close us off, Nana? Actually, let me do that. They already know what to do. That's a wrap. You know <laughs> what you it. need to do. Well, catch us on the next episode. <laughs> Be blessed. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>